Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Reality TV and me, I'm Kirsty, and this week I continue talking to our Maths AU stars for those watching in the US and enjoying Look, this shit show all over again. I'm reliving it all moment by moment. Today I'm talking to clean living eco-warrior and now cast member of season seven of Maths AU, Vanessa Romito. Nice to have you. Thanks for having me. Hey, peeps. (laughs) 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 Oh, Thank you so much for joining me. So you're in Perth and we've already had our first debacle of the day where I get the times wrong. Um, But you've been very good and joined me early. Thank you so much. No problem at all. (laughs) How do you feel um, straight into it? How do you feel about the show playing overseas? Um, Oh, the fact that we've kind of got to, like, relive it again is just energy, like, draining, I guess. But, I mean, it is sort of, like, cringeworthy and a little bit embarrassing because that's not a true representation of every single Australian, I don't feel. I I don't know if this is the best way to shine a light on us. (laughs) Oh, look, I mean, I always think about it, you know, people when – you watch things like Jersey Shore and Geordie Shore and Real Housewives, which, you know, I watch all of them and love the drama. I don't, I don't sit there thinking that's what everybody in that area is from, you know what I mean? So hopefully people come at it with an open mind and are just there for the entertainment rather than, you know, the judgment of whether or not they're going to venture down under and say hello. <laughs> I still do come. (laughs) We're not that scary. It's all right. I know we are. (laughs) We're not. We're not all Michael Goodens. (laughs) Crisis, no, girl. We are definitely not. That is a unique soul right there. (laughs) That's such a nice way of putting it. Oh, so if you haven't met Michael, you know, no, he's in early episodes. So he's one of the their husbands on the show, married to Stacey. Did you get along with anyone in particular in the cast or was there not that much time that you got to spend together? Um, the person I felt like the closest to, in all honesty, was Amanda. Um, just because like she's got a really similar like back like heritage and like background to myself. Um, and it was just fun because we used to just speak like Italian at the tables and stuff. So it was it was quite an entertaining thing. So her for me was like my girl my girl strength and um during filming I spoke to Luke quite a bit as well because like obviously he was um there for a little bit yeah um yeah so but they they were the two really that I was close to during filming I I got along with Josh and Dave more so after I think okay okay like doing promo and stuff well, not really promo, just when you're out of that environment, you get to see people for who they actually are because mm. oh, my, myself, I personally, I was there for to find like the love of my life. So I wasn't there to make friends. Um, so I did keep very much to myself and I excluded myself a lot away from the drama side of things. I didn't really care about the gossip and stuff. So I tried to focus on my relationship and because over here, um, with Married at First Sight, you know, you get curfews, you get locked in your room with your husband and all that luscious stuff to make you just, like, <laughs> at each other. So, um, yeah, you really don't get time to – well, I didn't find the time to message other people and stuff, yeah. 
Honestly, you saying being locked in the room, I mean, essentially with a stranger who's just become your new husband. I, I have spent weeks uh, on holidays with my partner of many years and I wanted to rip his eyes out. I can't imagine doing that with a stranger. You must have just gone bonkers. <laughs> um, for me, I didn't really go like bonkers as such because like um, most people got like a cabin fever because yeah. – the apartments we were in were quite small and it was all open living and the only door in the apartment was literally to your bathroom and it didn't even have a bloody lock on it. Oh, my God. It was pretty full on and it was pretty intense, but I felt right at home. Like my life literally didn't change. I was still, besides like not going to work and going out to see your friends and stuff, but um, we were filming for most of the time. But I remember there was an occasion where we were in lockdown for 24 hours and, like, my partner was, well, nowhere near me. So <laughs> I was just like, cool beans, I'm just going to have a nap. Like, <laughs> oh, that's, that would be, like, life goals. Kind of good yeah. preparation for uh, isolation. I know. I was like, <laughs> my word, could this be any more like this? But at least I'm, you know, like, at home with, like, your dog or something or, like, surroundings yeah. that you want to be with. Well, at least you don't have the drama. You can just chill out. Doesn't sound yeah. too bad, actually. Um, uh, so what what made you apply for the show? Did you apply before or you get straight on this time around? Um, so I did apply for the previous season and mm-hmm. I was meant to be on the previous season, but um, I got asked to be an intruder for that season. But, yeah, ah. it just really – yeah, I didn't want to be an intruder because I just think intruders are designed to cause hecticness. And what, what would just... be an intruder? Is that like these new brides coming yeah. in halfway through? Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, just to stir shit up really and that's not my thing. Um, so I reapplied this season and I, I kind of knew, like I kind of had like high hopes of getting in if I'm honest because like if you've been asked to be like an intruder and stuff, um, like I would say your odds are pretty good. So but I'm, it's honestly, it's a nine-month process over here to wow. get, yeah. So you don't hear anything for ages. And then they literally called me, I think, three or four weeks before. And they're like, oh, hey, so you're in. And I was like, what the hell? Oh, so, my God. Yeah, it's just full on. It goes and it's constant trips backwards and forward to Sydney. And I'm in Perth, so it's like five hours flight there and back. So it, it's a long journey, yeah. Mm. Um and you're so far away from everyone. I didn't really, I don't know anyone in Sydney, so it was pretty full on. Ugh. Did they match you with someone in the same state at least? No. So no, I did okay. ask not to be matched with someone from Perth because I've dated a lot of guys from Perth and I oh, I don't know. I just, I, I've never thought the love of my life is in Perth. Right. So, yeah, I was like, find me, like, because like, what are you going to do? man. well no like god if you're in Perth and you're listening and you think you're the love of my life hit me up yo but no it's it's really hard like I I do think and I think this is across the world though like there are a lot of showy men and I don't like showy I just want someone down to earth who does not like Instagram but Yeah. yeah I just want someone real that's that's the thing yeah, and you were saying just before we started chatting of uh, recording that it's actually been a pretty difficult transition for you to become all of a sudden an influencer online yeah. and kind of an instant celebrity. Is that is do you ever get used to that? 
Well, I don't class myself as a celebrity because it's only married at first sight. But for me, um, you're pretty I, big in Australia, though. You know, but you would be recognised. Yeah, like I do all the time. Like every single day, every time I go out. Like um, it was the first time I went out on the weekend. I went karaoke. So sorry for my hoarse voice, guys, because <laughs> I cannot sing and I was screaming. So my voice is a bit eh. Um, yeah, you do get recognized and it is nice. Like I, I'm not going to deny it. Like I love it. The people that the fans that I definitely have in Perth and everywhere else, like they're so kind to me. So, um, that is nice. And people are like, Oh, you must get sick of it. And I'm like, I don't, because like I put myself in this situation. I know what was going to happen, you know? So yeah. it'd be pretty arrogant of me to be like, no, like I hate people coming up to me. Like I definitely don't. I love it. And everyone's so beautiful to me. So yeah. good. That's nice. You know, as long as you're not getting people like throwing eggs at you in the street, then you know, our life is good. I didn't think bad enough to get that. But you know, even if they did, I probably would still laugh and be like, okay, you dislike me. Thanks though. (laughs) But I wouldn't, I'd be rocking back and forth in a corner crying, sucking my thumb. (laughs) But look, we all have, we all have our coping mechanisms. For sure. <laughs> One of your um, big storylines was your insecurity and your mm-hmm. lack of self-love and self-worth. Um, one, I got a really beautiful message when I was asking people online to if they had any questions for you to put forward. And she was like, you know what? I just, it's not a question. I just want you to tell her that she's so beautiful and so lovely. And you need to tell her that she, like, she needs to have that beautiful self, strong self-worth because she deserves it. I'm like, you know what? I will tell her that. Oh, <laughs> so, right. That's really cute. Thank you so much for that. That is nice. Yeah. So there you go. But have you found your self-confidence grow from doing the show I mean it's a pretty bold move for somebody that does feel that heavy weight of self-consciousness to put themselves out there on live tv yeah the thing is I've got a very big personality and even though um it didn't get shown a lot like our our funny our sorry how funny our wedding was quite funny and okay. they didn't show any of it so I've got quite a, a like a big personality and they kind of I guess it's a typical reality show. They needed the sympathy votes and all the rest of it. Um, and they chose to run with my acne story. So um, for me, yes, I don't go out on day dates because it has been a massive insecurity. Like we were having a conversation before about like my pitting and how much like um, needling I've had done prior to it because I don't know where it is anywhere else in the world, but I found very much so in Perth, it's very vain. And I felt like that's very much so why like I do get to second date, so let me just clear up something here as well. It was heavily edited, the wedding scene. Mm-hmm. So um, I said it was definitely my choice to be single. They edited it to be something different. Okay? okay, so that was that frustrated me a little bit because they played me off to be someone extremely insecure. I'm insecure. Yes, we all have our flaws, sure. but I wasn't that bad. Like even watching that episode made me cry. Yeah, yeah. I was, like I, I'm very aware of how it makes me feel and stuff, but I was like, damn, they really just hyped it up. So, um, like, yeah, I, I don't like wearing um, makeup and I don't like guys seeing me without makeup though. So for me it's a massive insecurity, my skin, because it is the first thing you see. So it was just super disappointing, I think, to look at him and just watch his eyes look to the ground if – if anyone is insecure and someone does that to you, you're like, oh, damn, like that just made me feel 10 times worse. Did so. it? Because I, I wondered if that was something they sort of 
bigged up on the show and the editing as well because it sort of for me as a viewer it felt like kind of a jump to a conclusion like you were thinking for him it could just be like he looked down but you could really tell that he wasn't there okay literally walking down the aisle and you can see it in my face as well I was just like terrified because um I was like oh god this is like daytime and he's gonna see me and just I just had this feeling that like as soon as I saw him like he turned around and I was like, I'm, I'm not what he's expecting. And that was really obvious to see on his face for me and just okay. like his body language and his mannerism, the way he like looked at me. And I was like, yeah, he was expecting some small petite little blonde with perfect teeth, perfect skin. And it wasn't me mate, at all. <laughs> well, let's just be clear. You are very petite and beautiful teeth and beautiful smile and personality. So you know what? If he just wanted you to dye your hair fucking blonde, um, he, yeah. can, he can look in another direction because, honestly. <laughs> well, thanks for that. But, yeah, he did tell me that he normally dates someone who looks like Stacey and I'm the furthest Fuck thing. Fuck me sideways. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like, hearing hearing something like yeah. that, definitely, when you're already, like, like, insecure, it does damage your confidence a little bit. And, like, at the wedding, he didn't really, like, during our photo shoot, which no one saw, um, he didn't really, like, talk to me about anything like deep or he didn't really give me any insight like we're girls man like mm. we can tell 30 seconds if someone's into us or not and I've been on enough dates to tell if someone was keen he just wasn't keen and I was like oh can I go home so <laughs> yeah 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 oh that's that's sort of the biggest draw card for me where I just think oh god I could I don't think I could ever be in that environment because sure if your soulmate walks out like yeah. Prince fucking charming on a white horse, amazing. But I've been on, so, I'm single, been single a very long time. If I, you're exactly right, whenever I go on a date, even if it's just a coffee, yeah. ten seconds, I sit down at that table. I'm like, I don't even want to finish this cup, cup of coffee. This yeah. is, it's too long. Ten minutes to drink this is too <laughs> long. So I don't know how you push yourself through an entire day of feeling like oh, he doesn't like me. Did you like him? Like, that's the other question. Okay, so complete, fully disclosure right here. Um, I said this on camera, but they chose not to um, air it as well. When I walked down the aisle, yes, I automatically got that feeling that he did not like anything about me, right? But then I kind of got, damn, this sounds really bad. I kind of got this, like, player vibe and I got, like, a party boy vibe. And I said this to my producer when I walked away. And I said, he's got, okay, I'm in the health profession as well. So he had yellow eyes, yellow teeth, and the way he was standing, he looked like he had a pot belly. So to me, I was like, he looks really pale as well. So I was like, he looked like a party boy. So I walked down, back down the aisle as we had to get pulled away to do our own little interviews. And I just looked at my producer and I said, have you just paired me with a party boy? And um, he was like, no, Vanessa, like a... He goes, as far as I don't know, like he is, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, I'm sorry. He looks like he has liver damage for sure because yeah. look at the yeah. outer of his eyes. And I said, and he looks like a smoker from his teeth. And I said, I'm not being judgmental. I'm just making an educated observation right now. He doesn't look like the guy I asked for. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, like they ensured me that he wasn't. And then um, I believed it. It's very hard not to believe what a producer is telling you when you're in that environment because you are sucked in, you are pulled away from all your friends and family and 
oh, it's very manipulative, like, oh, crisis, and I'm one of the easiest manipulated females there is in this world. Like, you have to be to get into a show like this, I think. So, um, yeah, on our honeymoon, he showed me, well, it was just me and him. So um, we were getting along quite well, and I was like, look, instantly I was not attracted to him. We told each other straight up that we weren't. Um, I normally go for guys who are, like, 6'2", brown hair, brown eyes, and just, like, a fit and healthy, you know. I'm not mm. very vain about, like, the look side of things, just have very similar interests. Yeah. So at the wedding when he was telling me that um, he does intermittent fasting as well, I was like, okay, cool, there's a similarity. Um, and, yeah, that he, like, gyms and stuff, and I was like, okay, like I'm, I don't care if a guy gyms or not. That's not a preference, but just someone who like looks after themselves. Hmm. But then, like as the night went on, like his story just got a little bit flawed. So I was exhausted. It was 17 hours of filming at the wedding, and then when he decided to drop that bomb on me that he had two kids, I was like, "Well, how how involved are you in their life if you've waited 17 hours and the producers have told you to tell me about your kids, like?" That was just insane for me. So, yeah, that was the shock look on my face and the fact that his kid was four months was the other shock. <gasps> oh, my God, I'd forgotten that. He has had a four-month-old baby. Yeah. So he left his yeah. ex while she was yeah. pregnant. Well, she left him. So, yes. Yeah. Which, which is which? a woman who's pregnant leaving a man, he ain't good news. Oh, yes. Sorry. It's just- yeah, good news. Hectic filming, all this information came out, and I was just like, what the actual shit have they just paired me with? So I was it, petrified. It's yeah. so interesting. And I'm in the health profession as well. Well, I'm not, but I studied it. <laughs> and it's so funny. I've never heard anybody else say that about looking in somebody's eyes for that yellow kind of like jaundice essentially and I have seen that on on men when I've been on dates and I'm like well I'm not gonna date this guy he clearly you know does this this and the other he doesn't look after himself and liver damage every single time so single ladies out there look for the jaundice in the eyes (laughs) and you know what like um I wasn't wrong he he definitely told me that he is um a bit of a party boy and if anyone else realized this his wedding party was predominantly male so that to me wasn't another good sign my um wedding party was mixtures of guys and girls so it means I can hold on to male friendships and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and yeah he had two failed engagements and he was 37 with two kids and I was like okay I accept that people are going to have baggage but not that so in my head this is the look on my face at the wedding night when he dropped the bomb on me and I got criticized for it hard but because the way that they edited it. So my face looked at him the way that I did because he told me um, obviously his youngest son that may not be his was his words. So I was like, what the shit? Um, Which is his. um, It's all been proven it is his. Um, But the fact you need it proven is worrisome. Yeah, so, so awkward. It was actually his ex-fiance. And then, but in my head, I was like, okay, if you're telling me your child is four months old, it's a nine-month application. Your kid was two and a half weeks old when you applied to the show. Oh, so yeah. all these things were going on in my head and we're it's female. Almost. And yeah, I, I was like, before all that happened, I was like, yeah, do you know what? Like, um, it doesn't matter if someone's a party boy or what their past is, because I found out what he did like as a past for work and stuff, being a stripper mm-hmm. and all the rest of it. And I was like, oh, look, I can get past that. I'm not that judgy. And 
it was just the part where he told me that he had the kids and the situation behind the kids that I was like, I feel like I need to back up my feelings a bit and actually not jump headfirst into this yeah. yeah not put my heart out there it was tempting once you've kind of gone through this process to jump in headfirst you kind of that's what you're kind of there for you're you know you've, you've launched yourself into this experience but yeah there are the when there's that many kind of red flags uh you do need to put the brakes on a little so okay. with yeah. all of that in mind do you think he was there for the right reasons was he looking for love nah god no (laughs) there is no part of me that remotely believes he was there for love I think if he had found a very submissive woman 100% but once he figured out that I had quite a strong personality and I was not giving in to him because I was giving in to him I was very scared early on about a situation that happened which I will not mention um but yeah, he he intimidated the shit out of me. Yeah. Right. So we, do you feel like the producers kept you there? 100%. Okay. I said after the first week, like, because I didn't, I was the only bride, which I didn't know um, at the time, to not sleep in the same bed with him. And um, they kind of, like, pressure you to sleep in the same bed. So on my honeymoon, uh, about four days in, they, my producer was like, come on, Vanessa, like, he told me he likes you, like, you need to sleep in the same bed with him. And I was like, I don't know this guy. Mm. So I don't want to rush into something. Like, it's just not who I am. And I definitely don't want to be doing that on national TV as well. Like, it's pretty pretty horrific. So um, I did end up sleeping in the same bed with him, but I had, like, lines of pillow down near me. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Because I felt very pressured to do so. So there was heaps of things that went on in the honeymoon that I felt pressure to do. There was a bikini scene that no one saw. We had to jump in a spa. There was four men in my room with me doing this scene, like the sound guy and the audio guy. So all people I'd never met and you're expected just to do it. And I was like, oh, shit. Like it was very cringe and I was like, I constantly said to the people, like we had a bit of a laugh because I joke when I feel awkward. So I'm joking the whole way through maths. So (laughs) I was like, guys, I feel like I'm shooting a porn. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it just, it felt awkward. And then every kiss was forced. So it was like, and um, Chris is going to kiss you here. And do you mind holding his hand? And I'm like, oh, crap, man. Like, it doesn't feel organic. So <sighs> it's so it, gross. It <laughs> so it icky. Yeah. And that's why there's not a lot of, like, kissing scenes. And, like, there's not a lot of affectionate scenes that are on. Because I couldn't stop laughing. Because I was like, this is fucking awkward. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I- I'm an awkward. I'm <laughs> I'm an awkward laugher as well. So I yeah. feel you on that. Yeah. And, and And you're right. Like. That's one thing that we forget as viewers is that there are generally six people around you yeah. when you're doing this. There's a sound guy, there's the lighting, there's, you know, the camera operators, at least one, you know, there's all there's the producer. And then there's the two of you that are strangers who haven't kissed organically yet, who are just like, it's it's almost like being at a, a kid's party and like someone's pushing your heads together like kiss, kiss. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a spin the bottle and they're like, you've got to do it now. And you're like, oh, yeah, seven yeah. minutes in heaven. And you're just like standing in a closet blinking at each other. It's so crazy. awkward. Yeah. yeah. Even even the wedding kiss was really awkward. I actually stepped into a hole as I went to kiss him. Oh, my God. So, yeah. So I kind of <laughs> fell into his face and his lips were like quite soft. And I'm like that very like, I need like a very like man's man, like a very like tough kiss because that first kiss is like everything. So. 
I don't know, like it showed me a lot about him and I was like, oh, damn, that wasn't a good kiss. So, yeah. <laughs> but then you sort of talk yourself out of it, I'm sure, because, you know, you, this is the first moment and you think, well, yeah. got to at least get through the wedding night and all of that yeah. business, the honeymoon. Oh, my God. Would you, <laughs> like, looking back now, would you do it again? Oh, crisis. <laughs> um, no. If I'm completely honest, no. I went through, oh, no, just, just fuck no. <laughs> yeah, just fuck yeah. no. No, fuck no. What about I would, I would go on, like, a reality show, but I would never go on a love show again. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. So we'll get you on, like, uh, Celebrity Survivor or something like that. <laughs> yes. I would love to go on, like, a goggle box. Like, oh, could you imagine me and Amanda on a goggle box? Be bloody hilarious. You should do, like, the, if they ever do, like, a maths version of that. where Because they have that with 90 Day Fiancé where the – uh, previous people from 90 Day Fiance, it's an American show and it's amazing. Okay. Everyone get on it. They had watched uh, the new people on the show. So they watched the show oh, they were on. God. So maybe so do that. you and Amanda do your own version of that while you're watching the next season of Married at First Sight. That would be hilarious. So many people would be like, oh, my God, though, like move on. Your five minutes of fame is over. <laughs> yeah, but that's just people. They're just jealous. Yeah. <laughs> It's always going to be people like that. Yeah, there's always <laughs> going to be haters. We know that, yeah. It's going to hate. <laughs> I mean, seeing as you would never do it again, would you recommend it to other people or just? Uh, God, no. 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 In all honesty, like, look, loads of people told me not to do it after the previous season and complete honesty right now. I actually watched the American version. The American version is so different. It is so genuine and it's not done for ratings and the success stories have been so high. So um, over here in Australia, people were saying because of the previous season that I didn't get into um, or that I didn't choose to go on, it was so hectic that they couldn't possibly top it. So they were going to make it more like the American version and actually try and be more sincere. So that is why I actually reapplied because I was like, good. This is exactly what I want. And I said to the producers, do not let me go through this process to have someone that I could meet organically. Like I can meet a pleb any day of the week. I don't need to go out of my way and be embarrassed on national TV to meet a tool. Like it's a very pleb. easy to come across. I love one. that. You can meet well, a pleb. pleb. Look, any of us can hop on Tinder and swipe, For you sure. know, and get a pleb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. We don't need national TV to watch that bloody mm -hmm. Tinder date, you know. So, um, <laughs> For me, it was like an epic Tinder fail. Yeah. You know? So it, um, instead of just going home after that one drink, you have to stick it out. In a different city. Yeah. In a room. Yeah. It was terrible. So, no, I wouldn't recommend doing it because my mental health definitely did suffer. Um, I did have to go to therapy afterwards because of what happened to me on the show and how badly I suffered. So it did damage. In terms of backlash? No, 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 no. This is like literally. After I came off the show, I had to go straight into like I had to book weekly appointments for therapy because of what I went on in the show okay. and like what I went what I went through with Chris. Okay, it, it wasn't yeah, cool. Yeah. It wasn't fun. Um, yeah. It was like I wouldn't wish that upon my worst enemy. So it was horrible. So yeah, for me, like I had to. I didn't know how to deal with that. So I came off the show in October. Mm -hmm. and um, it didn't air until February, March. Yeah. So that, that's, that's quite a lot. 
And yeah, for me, it was just some next level crap. And it's only now, which is like June, that I feel completely at peace. And that's why I'm okay with it airing in America. I'm like, I've had all the nasty comments. American audience can't be that harsh. I'm hoping. So yeah. And knowing that. And you've had time to recover as well, you know, yeah, and and yeah. and you've got different skills now from from doing that therapy. It sounds like honestly, the a lot of people's mental health was jeopardized from filming this show. Yeah, hundred percent. They don't they don't care about you. And it's like the very first dinner party that everyone will see. I actually didn't have any food. <laughs> what? <laughs> fed me. Yeah. So I okay, you know um, what? That's unacceptable. Um, I would be hangry AF, and that's enough for me to do a walkout. Swear to God. Yes, yeah, so I'm a very tolerant and patient person, and I figured they were just doing it for a reaction. So I'm not dumb, and um, because I've got 53 food intolerances, and they knew that. So um, but we were sitting down at the dinner party and a bit of a joke happened between Luke, Poppy, Chris and myself and um, Luke chucked some ice on my plate because there was nothing that I could actually eat there and Chris was about to kick off and I turned around and I said to him, don't because I'm pretty sure that's why they're not giving me food because they want me to kick off or they want you to kick off so please mm-hmm. just don't do it, you know. So in hindsight, I should have just let him because his true colours would have come out but um, uh, like, yeah, it's just not me. It's it's. Yeah, I just sat there and I didn't really care. I do fasting anyway, so I was just like, meh, it's just I'm just fasting. I'm I'm all good. But those <laughs> dinner parties go for hours. They bloody do. They really do. Crisis. I'm trying to pump me full of alcohol and I don't really drink, so that didn't happen. So were they feeding everybody else at the table except you? Yes. What the fuck? Yeah. So no, I would have kicked off and I'm like, I'm angry for you right now. So like, everyone was. Everyone was so pissed off. Someone at that, least hand you a chicken wing or something. Like, <laughs> fucking hell. I'm everything that they put in front of me. They're like, can you not have spinach? And I was like, no. They're like, can you not have this potato salad? I'm like, you've mixed it with stuff I'm allergic to. So it honestly, it did, it really, honestly, like hand on heart, I swear on my dog's life, it did not bother me. But, um, I kind of just had no expectations from then onwards of being treated fairly and like well. Right. So then after that, the following dinner party that I went to, like they had food coming out of the wazoo for me because everyone kicked off. Like good. every yeah, I didn't, but everyone else did. <laughs> well, that's good. That's that's the way you want it to be because that they were trying to trigger you obviously and trying to get you drunk and yeah. I mean I, that would have worked on me. This is why I shouldn't put myself in these situations because I would have just been like, pass the wine. If I'm not getting fed, I'm getting drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not an easily triggered person and I think they thought that I was but I'm not so I don't yell at girls I never will yell at a girl because I just find it like like girl code you know and there was many situations where they got a girl to scream at me and I would just laugh and be like it's not happening so yeah <laughs> oh my god so I think I, one thing that I got a lot of uh, fan questions from is I guess from your point of view of suffering with adult acne and scarring what is your top tips for anyone else that might be in your position um as in like to do with self-love or treatments give us a bit of both okay so okay I'm 32 and I've had cystic acne since I was 11 for those of you who don't know 
And it all had to do with food allergies and intolerances. So definitely, um, this is why I created my website that I have. And my Instagram is very directed towards like loving yourself and healing your body naturally. So your website for everyone, rawness.com.au. Just so there's some good shit on there. I checked it out yesterday and I'm a nutritionist as well. And there's lots of good stuff on there. So everybody check it out. Yeah. And it's all free. It's just, it's just information that I wish I'd had growing up because God, it would have saved me from scarring. It would have saved me from pitting and just feeling bloated and exhausted all the time. Like I used to pass out all the time after I used to eat like spinach and peas. Yeah. It's been a hectic life, not going to lie. Um, but yeah, primarily like behind it. Oh my God. I literally felt the question you asked me. So, (laughs) so just like any of your best tips. So you, most of you, what you're saying is, is it's, comes from within basically yeah it all comes from like gut health so my biggest tip would be get a food intolerance test hands down not a hair intolerance test because they don't work it all has to come from the blood because it will actually pick up the foods that you are intolerant to once you start eliminating those foods like eczema disappears um and like everything like lessens so I still get acne but I get breakouts when I eat the food Mm -hmm. that my body doesn't agree with because it's producing those antibodies to protect your body yeah so um and for me ecosonia oh my word saved my skin like after the show finished like was filming I had a lot of skin companies as you can imagine approach me and I tried all of them and not one of them worked. And then I was like, oh, I, I want natural. Like, I, this is who I am. So why am I going against the grain? So I've tried natural stuff in the past and none of them did work. They actually broke out my skin worse. And I was like, I'm going to give this. terrible. Yeah. I'm going to give this brand like a really good crack. And I did. Two and a half months later, changed my skin. But like, wow. I didn't believe it. And it's like, how long now? I think it's like five or six months on now. My skin's the best it's ever been in its life. That to the point where I can it actually. It looks think amazing, I have to say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've and actually, and I've you've just you've just gotten out of bed. <laughs> oh. Exactly in bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's just like my whole life I've never actually realised that I've got like freckles like underneath because my skin was so bloody bad that I couldn't wow. actually see any of this. So it's definitely given me back my confidence a lot. So yeah, but I love it so much. Eco by Sonia. Yeah, I'm actually now an ambassador for them because I believe so deeply in them that I have no desire to promote any other skincare because this is 100% worked for me. And it's actually natural that you can understand the products that you're reading on the bottle is super important to me. That's amazing. I love it. I'm always like, that's, that's been my, um, coronavirus isolation like that's where all my money's gone is skincare and makeup like I'm like divine I said that to you when we started I was like oh I wish I had your skin thank you thank you my top tip is SPF but I but I like I mean I'm not going to pretend I'm all natural like I've (laughs) I've just as soon as uh clinics opened again I'm like give me my Botox my face is falling (laughs) off it's like the Wicked Witch when she's like, I'm melting. <laughs> I don't think I could ever do Botox or injections, hey. It's just there's just something about it that scares the life out of me. Like, oh. Yeah, you know, we it should be scary because when I was at uni, we studied um, botulum, whatever yeah. it's called. That's the, and, and it is the, the single most um, toxic poison on the face of the earth and we're shoving it into our faces. And as I say that, 
you know, I do hope my mum doesn't listen to this because soz. <laughs> and you do realise that it's probably not great. But got to say, it works. I get it. I get it. It's it's vanity and I, I completely understand that. And, look, if it makes you feel good, like, I'm all for it. It's just for me, like, I literally read something that blew my mind the other day. Like, I don't smoke or anything like that. But then it's like burning incense sticks apparently is the equivalent of smoking. And I was just like, what? So, I know, yeah. all that horrible stuff. That, like, yeah. But that that's the kind of thing I think, well, everything's killing us. So yeah, as long as that's I don't smoke, I don't it. drink that much, you know, I don't burn incense, which apparently is evil now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm like, I'm mostly vego. So you know what? I'm doing my bit. If I'm gonna yeah. put a little, if I'm gonna put a little poison in my face, you know, it's it's okay. <laughs> I really do understand. I think no one is 100% perfect, and like I said, if it makes you feel better about yourself, then every everyone's got self love in a different form. So I completely understand. Absolutely. Oh, and on that note, you were gonna, you've told us your products. What's your top tips for self love and acceptance in terms of your skin or just your whole being? Maybe. Yeah. I'm not an epically like people think I'm like always positive. It's physically impossible to be so positive guys. I do have my very down days. And after filming of maths, I had some hectic dark days. Don't get me wrong. My 30, my 32nd birthday was like the worst of my life. I was crying in bed. So don't stress. But um, for me, it was just constant affirmation. So I've had body dysmorphia as well for quite a while. Um, I've been hectically underweight. It's just, yeah, it, it's finally getting to that age where you're like, fuck it, this is who I am and I accept me for every flaw that I have because I believe you truly are exactly who you are in life for a damn reason and whether it's to inspire others or just, you know what, just absolutely go out into the world and love who you are and spread that positivity, like you're, you're here for a reason and everyone has their own path mapped out. You've just got to find what it was. So I've literally felt lost for so long in like jobs that I was doing. And I've never actually found like, I, I constantly used to quit my jobs because I used to get so bored and pharmacy and health is the only thing that I've stayed in because I'm like, I'm here to help people. And you know, mm. like I finally feel at peace now because helping other people also makes me help myself because it's that constant a reassurance and like what I'm telling other people, I'm also listening to myself. So yeah, it's just bloody hell. We're all perfect. And just love yourself for who you are. Who cares what the world thinks of you? <laughs> I'm going to give you a little clap there. Honestly, that it's so true because I mean, and the, and the point, sometimes we get to a point, I used to teach a lot of, I used to teach yoga. I don't do it at the moment, but I got to a point where I couldn't listen to myself anymore. I was in such a bad place. I was too depressed and I wasn't practicing privately. I wasn't doing any of the stuff I was preaching. And yeah. and I was like, well, I'm not a teacher right now. You know, if you're not practicing what you preach, you need to take a step back and work on yourself to get to a point where you can then teach others. Because if, you know, I'm smoking in a back alley and then getting yeah. in front of everyone and, you know, telling them to do a fucking child's pose and chill out, well, yeah. I can't even do it. <laughs> <laughs> you're not in the right place so no you know, I get it's that yeah just it's about you're finding yourself again yeah totally yeah. exactly you exactly. know that you're lying so it's not wholehearted and stuff yeah. so I so completely I agree that's why I'll never endorse anything that I don't genuinely believe in and I don't genuinely use so tell everybody um your website again your insta where we can find you if we want more Vanessa <laughs> so if you want <laughs> 
Nessar. Um, my website is www.rawness.com.au. Um, and my Insta handle is just Vanessa Romito underscore. And yeah, I really hope you guys like, look, I'm, I don't care about followers. It's, ne- it's never been my thing. I don't want people to follow me, to watch me fail or anything like that. I want genuine followers who are looking at changing their life. So I'm not about diets or anything like that. For me, it's lifestyle choices and changes that benefit you and aid you and actually can lead you on the right path. So I'm completely normal, guys. I'm 100% human. It's just I'm one of you. That's the that's the realistic thing. I'm a normal person who bloody got into a TV show and is fortunate enough to have a platform that hopefully can bloody help some people in their life from save them from what I went through. I love that. Thank you so much for joining me and just bringing your positive vibes into the yeah. reality TV verse. It's been so much fun talking to you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And uh, just to close out, I wanted to say thank you to beautiful Vanessa for joining me. Such a delight, such a genuine, beautiful person. And just to encourage you to make sure that you're subscribed to the pod in your preferred app. And if you could leave me a cheeky review, that is always so appreciated. It's like a little Christmas present in my inbox when it comes through. So thank you so much for listening and stay safe in this wild COVID world we're living in right now. Let's stick together and stay healthy. Bye.